The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio. Thanks for listening. Thanks a lot. Also to all of our valued sponsors, making sure that the Advisors Roundtable is available to you across Mississippi uh, and a little over in Alabama and Louisiana and uh, other parts unknown. So uh, tell me, uh, Bubba, uh, yesterday I'm walking down the hall in the office, you know, and uh, your door was open. It was. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I hear you in there having a conversation. Now, you know, it's similar to HIPAA. You and I have all of these confidentiality mm-hmm. agreements with clients and other people, right? Right. So we're not going to call any names. Well, or, or if we did call names, we would change the names <laughs> to protect the guilty, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the guilty in this, <laughs> this case. And I'm I'm struck by the, uh, the conversation you're having with this person and if i had to come away just hearing one side of the Mm -hmm. conversation but if i had to come away and testify before a a jury as to what my impression was i would say you were talking to somebody who was financially stuck Mm -hmm. they're stuck uh in a situation but they're also stuck in a series and a method of making decisions that didn't sound very productive at I think you're absolutely right. So I, I would say that um, not necessarily stuck, mm. right, but stuck in a way of making financial decisions that is not right for them and never has been right for them and will not be right for them until they make a change. All right. So let's just kind of get the context here. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, a man that you've you've known, and yeah. uh, he calls you up, and uh, he's more than 20 years old, less than 80. Right. Okay, and has a decent job. Mm-hmm. Uh, married. Yeah. Wife has a job. Right. Um, uh, you, from the outside, everything looks fairly successful. Right. They got healthy right. children. Go to church. Involved in the community. Mm-hmm. All that sort of stuff. And, and you know, we've made this comment before. Um, regardless of your income, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and we've talked about physicians. Uh, who are affluent people and have a lot of flow in their life. Uh, business owners who have a lot of flow in their life when it comes to income and money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they don't make the best decisions with it. Mm-mm. Maybe they have made poor decisions over time that uh, uh, kind of uh, put them in a position where they don't have the ability to make better decisions with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which gets them to that stuck That stuck point, point yeah. right? All right, so this person has some flow, some cash mm-hmm. flow, has a decent job. Yeah. By the time you ended up, and, and I just heard you itemizing. So you owe this to this credit card company, and you owe this uh, on this 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 car payment, and you you have how much of a house, and you add it all. What, what was it? What did it add up? Other than the house and the cars. Other than the house and the cars, I think we were right at around fifty eight thousand dollars, fifty nine thousand dollars. 
worth of various uh, loans, credit card bills, uh, credit card balances, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, obligations that you would have. Uh, so outside of the home and vehicles, mm-hmm. that's what was owed. I think there's this perception that, you know, you and I are on the radio and we're talking about hedge funds and we're talking about net asset value of mutual funds. And we're on here talking from time to time about how to do a put and a call and a straddle. And we just deal with rich people. Right. But part of our job is to deal with anybody. I think part of our calling is to deal with anybody. Which means that some te- people are mm-hmm. financially stuck. Yeah. And we want to spend time helping you. Yeah. Do you think this guy, almost $60,000 worth of mm-hmm. unsecured debt, does he have hope? Um, I, I, I feel like he does now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the reason I say that is uh, there have been a, a couple of, and, and, you know, I think you and I have talked about this before, why we have couches in our office and many times we we feel like we're psychiatrists right or psychologists i should have majored in something like that (laughs) or at least minored right um yeah so underlying there were some other things going on from the decision making process Mm. that had to change Mm. in order for him uh this individual to get to the point where hey i'm ready to make a change going forward and how do i claw my way out of it. Right. Because right. I had this point mm-hmm. made to me, and it's one of the reasons we're doing this show today. Uh, I, I had to do a presentation um, a week or two ago to some high school seniors, econ mm-hmm. classes. All morning long, four, four different econ classes to be able to cover all the seniors at this particular high school. Right. And I was presenting the eight financial steps of successful uh, financial management. Mm-hmm. You know, And the very first one is get real with yourself. Right. Well, they pointed out to me, these high school seniors really made a good point to me. I kind of skimmed over that. Mm-hmm. Get real with yourself, kind of like Bob Newhart. Just stop it. Yeah. And that's not necessarily easy for everybody. That's, in many cases, one of the hardest things to do. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? I'm spending too much money in this particular area of my life. And Bubba just says, well, stop it. Yeah. And I say, stop it. And they were like, well, I can't stop it. <laughs> you know? It's me. Yeah. That's who I am. That's what I do. Yeah. I am known for that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I need to address that. Yeah. And that's really what I want us to do today. Mm-hmm. I, I want us to think about maybe addressing what keeps me from being successful. What... What causes me to make bad decisions? What keeps me from being able to stop it? What, what, what mm-hmm. is it about me uh, or about my thought process or my personality or my emotions that affect me to the point that I've got $60,000 yeah. worth of unsecured debt? Mm-hmm. Is it that I'm... I've shamed myself. Is it that I'm angry? Is it that I'm ashamed? Is it that I'm um, unprepared? Is it that I think I can't do this? Is this uh, that secretly I don't want to be successful? What is it? Right. What is it about us that that maybe keeps us from doing the next step? Because these high school seniors pointed out to me, Mr. Cooley, you're right. Mm -hmm. You're right, I probably ought to take care of my catastrophes and have some uh, emergency savings in the bank before I think mm-hmm. about buying that penny stock or get into cryptocurrencies. Um, but that first point you made about just kind of getting real with myself mm-hmm. about where I am, 
you probably need to go deeper than that. Right. What does it really look like to and, get real? And in this particular case, uh, that was the number one step and the hardest thing to get going, mm. right? Yeah. To encourage him. To encourage this individual to, to get real with himself. There you go. So today, yeah. now, yes, we didn't bring psychiatrists or psychologists or Bob Newhart with us, but Bubba and I are going to try to uh, work you through this, digging yourself out when you feel financially stuck and maybe, maybe challenged emotionally related to all that from the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. See you on the other side of the break. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners Bubba Labus, and yours truly Greg Cooley with you right here on Super Talk Radio. So today we're talking about maybe digging yourself out when you feel financially stuck. Uh, and some of that, as we pointed out in the first segment, is psychological. Uh, it's emotional. Um, and I, I'm, I, I must admit, admit I'm stealing uh, some of this uh, this material from uh, Advisors Perspectives mm-hmm. magazine and uh, an article written by a guy named Rick Kaler. i got to give him uh, credit for this uh, because there are five or six steps here that I really think that Rick does a really great job of pointing out. Now, Rick is a certified financial planner, mm-hmm. has a master's degree in science, uh, a master's of science in uh, finance, got a bunch of other letters like you and I do after our uh, names. Right. And he runs a financial advisory fee-based practice up in uh, South Dakota. Great guy. Heard him speak before. Um, But from time to time, he writes articles for Mm -hmm. some of these financial magazines, as we've done. And this one really hits home uh, from Rick Kaler. So the very first thing is, he he says, uh, point number one here is, if you feel financially stuck and you think it may be related to your emotions and your decision-making and where you are mentally... He said the first thing is become a curious observer of the stuck part of you. Now, let me explain what he means by that. He says this curiosity that he's telling you to have by becoming a curious observer of the stuck part of you, it's it's the opposite of shaming yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's say, let's say that, you know, uh, Bubba was bad financially. Right. He, he just he was like this guy we're talking about here. He knew better, but he owed sixty thousand dollars worth of unsecured credit, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 you weren't good. Now we're probably Rick and I having a conversation with you. We're probably not going to get anywhere by saying you're a bad person and your finances are bad. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to shut off when I say you're a bad person. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't do that to yourself. Don't shame yourself. Right. That shaming's not going to get you anywhere. Mm-hmm. If you were in that situation, wouldn't you be sh- already ashamed? Oh, absolutely you would be. Huh? Yeah, you're you're embarrassed, you're ashamed. Yep. Uh you're you're disappointed in yourself and yep. you you wake up every morning defeated already. Yes. Because you've got to figure out, well, I mean, what am I going to do today in order mm-hmm. to keep, you know, this wolf at bay or that <sighs> wolf at bay? Oh, man. Yeah. The frustration, mm-hmm. the embarrassment, the self-criticism, everything you could right. be going through. So, so the first thing is be uh, kind of separate yourself out. And what that means is, you know, quit having the two-way conversation between yourself and mm-hmm. the idiot in the mirror. Because yep. that's the way you are when you're shaming yourself and criticizing yourself. 
almost observe that this is a 3D world mm -hmm. and there is another form of you and just be an observer here and have this conversation with yourself right. between those two parts of you. First of all, you're not a bad person. Right. Okay? You may have made some bad decisions. Okay? And the best way I know how to equate this to a person is a universal problem everybody has. Well, 99.9% .9 of us. That's almost everybody. Yeah, that's almost yeah. everybody. And that is, none of us really eat right. No. I mean, we all know we shouldn't have that much salt. We all know that we shouldn't have that much sugar. We all know that, you know, we shouldn't have the, that much caffeine. We, we know. Mm -hmm. Okay? So if every day. But bacon is good. Oh, man. Bacon, you know, it's the perfect yeah. food. Huh? So are biscuits and gravy. <laughs> yeah. And the eggs with the cheese on them. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, there are a few people who eat nuts and bolts and, you know, two or three different kinds of kale a day, that sort of thing. But as a percentage mm -hmm. of the population, most of us could be looking in the mirror and criticizing ourselves about what we eat. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you have a bad financial life, if you feel financially stuck, uh, you, you know, you can kind of do like the person who's a little overweight and say, yeah, I made bad decisions this morning at breakfast, but most other people did too. Mm -hmm. Okay. So don't make yourself feel like you're the only crazy person in the world. All right. So become this little, the, this, this, this curious observer of yourself and kind of coach yourself. Um, here's the first question I'd say I need to ask myself. Am I afraid of what it would be like to live a different life? In other words, I see where my life is not going well. And, as, and we're talking financially mm -hmm. here. And I see where I got all this unsecured credit. And I see where I have all these bill collectors calling. And I see where I hate to go to the mailbox. All of that stuff. But have I ever lived any other way? Am I afraid of being successful? You Well, you may not be afraid of being successful. You may be afraid of being successful, uh -huh. right? But it's something new that you've never done before. Yeah. Yeah. Go back to our analogy of the people who aren't eating right and aren't mm -hmm. exercising. They look next door yeah. and they see that size four woman over there mm -hmm. who gets up every morning and jogs and stretches in the backyard. And, you know, she's the one that eats the kale and the nuts right. and the bolts mm -hmm. and all that sort of stuff. And they're like, ah, that wouldn't taste good. I don't want any mm -hmm. part of that. But then they criticize themselves and shame themselves about how their clothes fit and right. how they don't have any energy, whatever. And at, it, at a distance, they kind of critical of her. Oh, that, I was about to say the same thing. You know, at, at a distance, maybe they're they're scorning her in some form or fashion <laughs> because they're not doing the things that they ought to be doing, they, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think we do that sometimes mm -hmm. financially. We look across the street and we see that you can drive a new car. Right. And uh, we, we hear you talking about having an investment account mm -hmm. and an account for your kid's college and all that sort of stuff. Right. And we tell ourselves, all he does is think about money. Mm -hmm. I bet he thinks about money less than you do in your yeah. stressed life. I, I, would, I would be willing to bet that that's the case. The guy you had the conversation mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. yesterday with all of this unsecured yeah. debt, did he admit to having lost some sleep? 
So th- this uh, this individual in particular, uh, and and I really think that that it's kind of a success story in the making, mm, right? Good. So I feel really good about it. You're hopeful. I'm very hopeful, um, and I'm hopeful for a number of reasons. The the first uh, reason that I'm hopeful uh, for this individual is uh, that a couple of months ago I had this conversation with this guy, mm-hmm. right? All right. And I said, "Look, what you're doing is not working." Mm-hmm. And you're going to kill yourself mm. in what you're doing. Mm. I, legitimately, you are going to kill yourself. With you are going to die. stress and all that with sort the, of stuff. the stress and the way you're living your life and the things that you're doing and, mm. and you know, uh, your, your constant need for uh, acceptance. Uh-huh. You know, I, I said, look, people like you. And the ones that don't like you, don't worry about it. <laughs> you you know? Yeah. But you've got to work on you. Yeah. Even Jesus wasn't liked yeah. by everybody. Yeah, yeah right? exactly. <laughs> Get over it. But you've got to work on you. Right. And and I uh, I think that uh, it may have been uh, a little bit of shock therapy that I gave him. Mm. And I said, mm. you're going to die. And if you die, mm. how do you want to leave your family? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and that, Made it practical. I don't know if that really woke him up or not. But it, Well, he called it you back. He called me back, and, and we've been going through this process, and I told him initially, I said, look, mm-hmm. we're not going to do anything. You're going to maintain the status quo. Mm-hmm. What we need to look at is in, income and expenses, okay. right? Yeah. We're going to start with the basics, blocking and tackling. That's all we're going to do. Just the basic math yep. of this. Get the mm-hmm. emotion out. We're going to look at the... Yep. Okay. And I, and I told this individual, I said, you're going to change this one behavior, only one, Okay. over the period of a month. Okay. Which he, he has done. And I am thrilled that he's changed that behavior. So because you're telling that behavior, me behind I, his back, are there about 20 behaviors he needs oh to yeah. change? Okay. Yeah. So you're working him. We're, we're getting through it one at a time. Eat, you're eating right? the, the elephant. Yeah. One, one bite, bite at, at a time. time. Okay. All right. I hear you. All right. So we get, uh, we get through this, uh, this month, and, uh, and this individual now has a little bit of money saved up. No, probably the first time this individual has had uh, a couple of thousand dollars saved up in an emergency. So that was the first behavior. Yeah. You said, Mm -hmm. don't spend everything you make, put a little to the side. Exactly. Okay. Now this individual has a little bit of a safety fund, emergency fund. Okay. And I couldn't be more thrilled. And, and, you know, I I told him this yesterday. Yeah. I was like, you're doing awesome. Yeah. And then the fact that he also went through and wrote down, uh, in a spreadsheet, uh, oh. the the expenses and the income that he has, just putting it on paper is hard enough for anybody to do, right? You actually got got him through two or three steps in a month. Absolutely. Yeah. Let me tell you where the success comes in before the break. Yeah. Um, going into next month, mm-hmm. I feel like he's going to pay off at least eight to ten percent of that debt that he owes in one month. In one month. All right, so ten. I'm doing the math here. Ten percent of five to six thousand dollars in one month. In one month, that means he had a lot of cash flow. He's got a lot of cash flow. He's got a good job. Mm-hmm. Man, so how much he was he was he making minimum payments on all this debt so that he could live a great life? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to figure out where all this money was going before Bubba came into his life. I was trying to figure that out myself. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 My, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. I, but, but this individual uh, in particular, and, and it's those small little steps, right? Right. 
eating that elephant one bite at a time. Absolutely. And and they compound upon themselves. Yep. You know, people say that uh, compounding interest is the is the eighth wonder of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's true mm-hmm. because as you uh, begin building on these little building blocks, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you're like, oh, man, you know, I paid off 10% of this debt that mm-hmm. I owe in one month. Yeah. Imagine what I can do next month Absolutely. when I don't have all the other payments that I've got to make. And maybe I've got another good month from a sales perspective and I've got more income coming in. And success is not a bad thing to be avoided. Absolutely not. Yeah. You can experience success. Mm -hmm. We hope you experience many successes here uh, and we want to be part of that from the Advisors Roundtable. Continue to listen to us here on Super Talk Radio right after this break. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio. And today we're going over a principle of digging yourself out when you feel financially stuck and maybe mentally stuck as well, as pointed out by Rick Kaler in in a recent article we've observed from the Advisors Perspective magazine. So Bubba, the first point he made was uh, be a curious observer of yourself, that stuck part of you. Mm -hmm. The second one, and it goes right along with what we were talking about about before we went to the break and that is recognize that you are not the behavior yeah the behavior is a result of the decisions you made mm-hmm. but don't as as we said uh, uh, don't shame yourself don't criticize yourself just recognize I, i'm not this bad financial behavior the bad financial behavior occurred when i made a simple decision mm-hmm now, the simple decision, probably at the time, uh, it probably had some good rationale. I mean, you, yeah. you could ask this guy, this MasterCard bill, why do you owe $12,000 on it? Well, he could probably come back with some kind of, uh, you know, rationale. Oh, yeah. The kids had to have shoes and I had a bad money month at work. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. We have to take vacations, Bubba. Yeah. Huh? Have you ever heard some of these rationalizations we we can come up with? Absolutely, I have. And the rationalizations come because we recognize Mm -hmm. that the decision wasn't best. Right. So I'm not my behavior. I separate myself from my behavior. Now, this is is helpful for two reasons. One, it helps me continue to not shame myself. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, parenting 101 is you don't walk into the room room and say, shame on you, Phil, you're a bad boy. Mm-hmm. You can't come in and say, Phil, you ought to be ashamed because this is a bad decision. Right. This is a bad situation. Mm-hmm. But you don't go so far as to hurt the soul. Right. So... Separating myself here has that benefit. It keeps me from doing the shaming. But the second thing is that it helps me to realize that illogical decisions are that. Mm-hmm. They're just decisions. They're, it, I had control of it. And in that particular situation, I made a bad choice. Could I have made a better choice? I, I I think that m- most times when people make decisions, like if you look back mm-hmm. in the rearview mirror, mm-hmm. 
uh, many times you can have decisions that could have been a better choice. Yeah. Even if even if uh, if your decision was right, there might have been a more right decision mm-hmm. that could have been made. Mm-hmm. So don't second guess yourself. Yeah, and I'll tell you another reason that we make bad decisions is maybe that's all that's ever been modeled for right. us. Yeah. So the other day I was uh, in that, those same classes, uh, and and I asked some kids. I said, uh, "Give me some characteristics of successful people." Well, they were all kind of bored, and they're like, "They're disciplined. They study. They, you know, they think of other people. You know, they were almost bored because I'll give me the Sunday school answers. Then I turned it around and I said, "Give me some characteristics of unsuccessful people. People who have screwed up. Oh man, they came out of their chairs. Right? Yeah, <laughs> they were fired up about telling me about how dumb they were and how stupid yeah. they were and how they're unprepared they were. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it, why? I had this conversation yesterday at lunch with. Uh, I, I took my three children to lunch and mm-hmm. and my two boys. One's thirteen, the other one's eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were talking about um, um, behavior of other individuals, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I had to reiterate to them and, and talk to them about this and say, you know, I appreciate the fact that, number one, both of y'all are honest, mm-hmm. and number two, respectful. And go. I think if you've got those two traits and qualities about you, you can go really, really far, yeah. right? Yeah. Whereas if you're not honest and yeah. you're not respectful to people, um, it's going to show in just about every single facet of your life, yeah. right? Yeah. And this was all, it, it, you know, in relation to another individual that they saw out somewhere doing something that mm-hmm. wasn't really acting right, uh-huh. you know, and one of their peers. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, if we almost separate ourselves now, you know, a few minutes ago we talked about be a curious observer yeah. of uh, your stuck part. Uh, now I'm not trying to create some split personality within you, but do like Bubba's kids were. They were observing another person, mm-hmm. one of their peers, making a bad decision. Well, observe. Maybe do that to yourself. Yeah. Imagine you were kind of you were the old self. Mm-hmm. Today I'm the new self, but right. I'm I'm doing better today. I've already mm-hmm. gotten two or three things off this list of twenty things you say, and I made a list of my issues and I saved mm-hmm. some money. Right. But my old self, boy, this is the way they did decisions. Mm-hmm. This is the way they uh, they got through it. Right. Do you see that emotion is a lot of this? Oh, absolutely, it is. Absolutely, it is. I made an emotional decision. Mm-hmm. I looked across the street, and I saw Bubba's wife wearing Lululemon. Well, mm-hmm. heck, I got to go my, buy my wife a right. whole closet fu- right. full of Lululemon. You know mm-hmm. how much that cost? Oh, yeah. Huh? Yeah. I mean, nothing. Well, is, actually, I don't. I, I just think you that don't it's want expensive, a buddy. right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, uh, nothing against Lululemon. Mm-hmm. I'm just picking on it. Right. I mean, it could be Mercedes or something else that we sure. have stuck in our head as a status thing, mm-hmm. but also provides a, a superior uh, product or, or whatever. But maybe you can't afford the Lulu, uh, a mm-hmm. whole closet full of Lululemon right now. Right. So what do I do? Put it on a credit card. Yeah. Instant gratification. Oh, man. Yeah. Now I feel as successful as Bubba is. Mm-hmm. Until the bill comes in. Right. And now I come to this realization, you know, I couldn't afford all that. Mm-hmm. 
I couldn't afford $75 for this and $200 for that. And I went out and spent 6,000 bucks that I didn't have Mm -hmm. on something I didn't need. Maybe to impress people down the street, I didn't even like. Yeah. Right. And so some of this is really having a conversation with yourself about how you make decisions. Now, I I skimmed over it just a moment ago about this modeling you have seen before. Mm -hmm. You know, where did I learn the tools of being unsuccessful? Where did I learn how to make bad financial decisions? Well, you know, in some cases, maybe you didn't learn it at all. Right. Maybe you didn't have uh, the role model or the modeling in front of you to teach you the right way to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're making all these, des- you know, I, I, uh, when I started my career, I was in Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. And and I, I'm, I'm the first to admit I've made some dumb financial decisions. We all have. We it's all that, have, it's, right? It's that eating thing. Yeah. We all have eaten badly. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, in Atlanta, you know, uh, I, I called it the home of the, the person making $25,000 a year driving the BMW, <laughs> right? So everybody's, what are we doing, trying to fit in? Yeah, yeah. What's my payment going to be? Can I afford this kind of lifestyle? And you're not really making any progress, right? We, we didn't get over that in the eighth grade. No, no. Uh-uh. Many people haven't gotten over it, you know, and they're in their 70s. I think that's a really good thing to remind ourselves of. I'm not in the eighth grade anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to measure up. I'm not trying to be in the cool kid club. And if I am, I'm kidding myself. Because not everybody, nobody is as cool as I think they are. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. Everybody has issues. And as you said, you're a financial planner. You got to admit, maybe I'm not doing it Mm -hmm. anymore. But in my past, I've made some bad financial decisions. You know, I I was talking to another individual. um, And and this is an individual who I would say has it together. Um, And, and, um, and I don't, I don't want to say luckily because uh, this individual is a hard worker diligent, smart with their money, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And we were having a discussion about uh, tithing, mm. right? And Giving to charity, giving church, to charities, that sort of church okay. and that sort of thing. And, and this individual uh, wanted to know uh, how much uh, dividends, growth, et cetera, et cetera, was made on his investment account over the year. You mean he's going to tithe on something other than his paycheck? On unrealized gains and dividends uh, in, in the investment Does portfolio. he have the word saint in front of his name? <laughs> well, you know, and I made this comment, uh, comment to this individual. And uh-huh. I think we can do this before the, uh, the break here. Yeah. I said, um, I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, you're probably one of five that I can count on my hand that, that actually do it this way. Out of 2,000 clients. Out of 2,000. Yeah. And, and I said... Yeah, and I know I'm not giving this to you to kind of build you up, but mm-hmm. I, you know it's commendable what you're doing here because you're actually doing what you ought to be doing, right? Yeah. And the comment back to me was um, uh, of such a humble nature. He said, "If you saw my heart and how black it was, <laughs> and what a sinner I am, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm not doing this, you know, necessarily to, to try to buy good graces and that sort of thing, but." Yeah. It, it, he came from it from the perspective of if you only knew, yeah. you know, how flawed I am, et yeah. cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And I'm just trying to do what, what's right. Uh, aren't we all? Yeah. 
aren't we all? That's mm-hmm. a really great point and a really great story as we go to the break here from the Advisors Roundtable. We're going to continue to talk to you about digging yourself out when you feel financially stuck and sometimes when you think you're emotionally stuck. From the Advisors Roundtable, Super Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners, Cooley and Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio. So today we're talking about being financially stuck as, uh, as uh, portrayed to us in an article written for Advisor Perspectives Magazine and uh, Rick Kaler. Uh, two or three points he's made so far that we've gone over that I think are really uh, worth repeating. Become a curious observer of the stuck part of you. Recognize that you are not the behavior. Begin to have a conversation with the behavior. And here's the uh, last thing I want to talk about, uh, Bubba, and that is um, now get real about your feelings. Mm-hmm. Now, nobody wants to talk about their feelings, no. Bubba. I mean, we put it off. Here, Here's what uh, an example of how we put it off. Let's say you're getting ready to make a major purchase here. And then you say, you oh, know, Greg and Bubba would want me to take a breath and step back and analyze this. And then you come back uh, mentally with this, uh, with this response. I'm thinking that this is probably a dumb purchase. Well, how about keep asking yourself about what you're feeling, not about the result of the purchase before you made the purchase. Mm-hmm. All right. Because that is just an opinion. I think this is a dumb purchase. I want to get to the feeling that causes the possibility of the dumb purchase. So you keep asking yourself, what am I feeling? Well, I can't come back with an opinion. I think it's a dumb Mm -hmm. purchase. What if I come back with saying, uh, I'm not sure if I could do this. No, that's a thought. That's not a feeling. Tell me what you're feeling. So keep asking yourself that until you get to, I'm angry. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel betrayed. I'm trying to do this to make me feel better because I'm hurt. Because I want to measure up. Mm-hmm. Those are the the root issues. Now, I started this by saying nobody wants to talk about their feelings. What is it about feelings that intimidates us? I, I think it's uh, showing your vulnerabilities. Ooh. Ooh, I don't want anybody to know I have any, Bubba, In- right. including myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vulnerabilities or feelings? Either one. Yeah, either one, right? Because in a lot of our heads, don't we equate them? Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. Vulnerabilities and feelings? Mm-hmm. They're not really the same. We could have a psychiatrist mm-hmm. here, and we could talk about the difference between vulnerabilities and, and feelings, and feelings are actually coming from our vulnerabilities, mm-hmm. or our, which one comes first, the chicken or the egg, or mm-hmm. what, whatever. But let's just stop here. How about in this situation again, the next time, you're, you're doing something financial, and you're thinking, oh, mom, dad, spouse, Greg and Bubba, whoever it was, wouldn't be happy with this. Ask yourself what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. What is motivating you to make this decision? And keep asking yourself until you come up with one word. Don't come up with a thought. Mm-hmm. Don't come up with an opinion. Keep asking yourself, why am I doing this? Why am I going to spend this money? 
why am I go- why am I willing to go into debt for this? Mm-hmm. And keep asking yourself that until you get one word that comes back to you, out of your soul, out of your mind, wherever it comes back. So let's go back to your friend that we started this whole show. Right about your your client the person mm-hmm. who's called you and you've been working with and they are they're a couple uh of uh, assignments into your mm-hmm. list of 20 for them um if he had done this back over the last five or ten years that got him to being 50 to sixty thousand dollars mm-hmm. into debt what do you think some of the feelings that would have bubbled up his one word answers what do you think he he would have said if he had tried this exercise, just standing there by himself in the bar or in the retail or in the showroom, what, what, what would have come out? Um, I think acceptance really would, would be the word that would come out for this individual. He, he wants to be accepted. Wants to be accepted. Mm. Yeah. And this is an adult male. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That doesn't feel accepted. Right. What would have happened over your lifetime that would have kept you from feeling accepted when you're 40? I, I, I don't know the answer to that. Those are good questions yeah. for him to ask himself. Mm-hmm. Are, is there a point sometimes in financial counseling that you say, hey, whoa, you need to go to mental, spiritual Whatever counts. There is. Really? And, and many times that's the case, right? Really? Yeah. Now, whether they do it or not, you know, I can't mm-hmm. force anybody, but I can make the recommendation. Yeah. Say, look, you know, this, this is not in, in my bailiwick. Right. I, I don't do this every day. Right. But I can recognize certain issues or patterns or things, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. that you need, need to work on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there are two or three mile markers along the Mm -hmm. road that I think maybe um, you need to be aware of. Little caution signs. Mm -hmm. Um, And if if you have these two or three things, maybe you need to go, yes, to financial advice, Mm -hmm. but also maybe you need to go to a different kind of counseling advice. Mm -hmm. So what are they? The first one is that exercise, asking yourself, what is this feeling? Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. And wait and wait and ans- ask the question and ask the question until you come up with one answer. Yeah. And if it's acceptance, if it's anger, whatever it is, maybe that's an indicator. Ooh, I've got something and, deeper. And not only why am I doing this, mm-hmm. the other question could be why did I do that? Yeah. So even if it's already been done, yeah. go back and look at it from that exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Now, maybe you can do this self-evaluation mm-hmm. and work through this yourself and and do like your friend is. Sure. Say, okay, Bubba, give me a list of 20 things I need to do to mm-hmm. get out of this being financially stuck funk. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe you're at a point where you can do this by yourself. Right. But you may be at a point where you need to do it with somebody mm-hmm. else. Right. Just having somebody else guide you through it. And... Not force you to deal with it, but maybe assist you in dealing with some things you've never allowed to be brought up. Mm -hmm. There may be some deeper feelings and issues there you need to face. Right. So the first thing is ask yourself and keep asking until you come up with one a one word answer. The second one is 
uh, ask yourself, have I ever shared this with anybody else? Mm -hmm. Is this just a conversation I've been having by myself, with myself, for 40 years, and here I am, and everything's broken around me? Maybe I'm not capable. I'm not at the point. Mm Mm-hmm that I can do this by myself. Right. I realize that, hey, I've been doing it this way mm-hmm. for so long, and it's not getting any better. Mm-hmm. All right? And what did Einstein say about mental illness? It is doing the same thing. Over and o- over again and expecting a different result. I've been doing the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. I'm 40 years old. It ain't getting any better. Yeah. I'm $60,000 into, into debt. Yeah. Um, maybe I need to have a conversation mm-hmm. with somebody else. Right. Let's say you are at that point financially, mentally, you're stuck, you're having issues. Where am I going to find somebody? Uh, reach out, you know, uh, call a financial advisor. They'll, they'll recommend somebody to you. I think. And if your financial advisor can't, yeah. What does that tell you? He's maybe just a salesman. That's right. He's not a real mm-hmm. advisor that tries to help sure. you. Ask a, a minister, mm. you know, um, maybe you don't want to talk to your minister. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can make a recommendation for you, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, call up somebody in, in the phone book Yeah. and go through the same uh, list of criteria that you would use to judge a financial advisor Ooh. that you would a, uh, yeah. a counselor. Yeah, a do they have credentials and mm-hmm. are they convenient and will they communicate? Right. All those C's, mm-hmm. remember sure. those seven or eight C's we've mm-hmm. gone through before about how to find a good advisor? How about a mental advisor? Mm-hmm. Ask, you know, do they have the competence? You know, will they communicate with sure. me? Are they convenient? Can I get in touch with them? Even if they're in another city, will they mm-hmm. Zoom with me and FaceTime? All of those sorts of things. Do I understand how they're compensated? They're right. Really great questions to ask yourself. So, you know, why am I doing this? What am I feeling? Mm-hmm. What's my one-word answer? Can I handle it? Have I a bad track record of handling it? Do I need somebody else to help right. me? We do not want you to go through life financially mm-hmm. stuck. We got a great possibility of financial reward in America. Yeah. We want everybody to experience that. And try those things. Thank you for listening. I hope you got something out of it that can help you where you are today, right here from the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable, and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the 
appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an advisor's roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planters, LLC. Ignite Planters, LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Mm-hmm.